Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. Episode 71, Do It For Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Bugsy. I got my comrade. Hey, what's up? Renee Washington here. Most <laughs> definitely. I'm so excited about this episode for various reasons. One is because I got my sis coming through with her husband, Sim Diva, Richie Rolex. They're coming through. They're going to be guests on the podcast tonight. And also, celebrity chef Kia Denise. But before we get to our guests, I just want to say rest in peace to the late, great, notorious B.I.G. 23 years ago, we lost a great one. And one of my favorite rappers of all time, um, he really had an influence on my childhood, from listening to Ready to Die to Life at the Death. His murder is still unsolved. I'm praying that one day it will be solved. Probably not. It probably will be a cold case. But at the end, at the end of the day, he left a crazy legacy. So rest in peace to Christopher Wallace. Shout out to the whole Bad Boy team. Shout out to Lil C. Big shout out to DJ Mr. C. He did like seven biggie parties in one weekend from Atlantic City to Brooklyn to New Jersey. So always got to salute B.I.G. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy to think about how much he has impacted us still 23 years later, his music, the legacy that he left, and he was only 24 years old, you know, and it's just <laughs> sad, to, <clears throat> sad yeah. to think about how much more he could have done, you know, if he, if he was still allowed to. He was just getting started. His music was fire from the beginning, mm-hmm. and I know I'm only 27, and so in my four years of living right. before he passed <clears throat> he already influenced me but now even now mm-hmm. it was more for me life after his that the legacy after his death that Absolutely. really impacted me and it's insane that mm-hmm. at 24 years old as we talk about people that have passed and artists like pop it's just it's awful to see it is it is absolutely all right but let's talk about let's let's change gears and we're going to get back to biggie later on in the show but I want to talk about Megan the Stallion. Now, Megan the Stallion went on Instagram and basically said that 1501 is doing bad business with her. She doesn't feel that things are fair. She wants to renegotiate her contract. Now, when I first seen this, I felt bad for her. But when I did more investigation, I really didn't feel as bad. Because at the end of the day, you were 20, you were young, I get it. But you are supposed to read before you sign. That's number one. That's just like when you get a mortgage, you get a car, you read before you sign. And the contract is not that bad. It's a typical contract. And actually, I I really feel like it's a 360 deal more than anything. So, you know, when you're hungry and you don't got that bread and Carl Crawford, the guy that signed her, which is a former um, baseball player, he gave her 15K to sign with him. So when you ain't got no dough, that 15K looked like a million bucks. <laughs> I think that's exactly what we're seeing here. You know, a lot of times I feel like young uh, professionals, I'm going to take it beyond just music, but young right. professionals don't ever expect to blow up. 
Nope. So they're just excited to get that deal. And I guarantee you at 20 years old, she was just so happy to be signing a contract mm-hmm. that it's like she didn't even read the fine print. She didn't even read it thoroughly. Nope. And now she's talking about, oh, now she has the management. Now she has the lawyers. Yeah, because she blew up and, and, and now she's a household name. But exactly. when you're getting your career started, it's I hope a lot of people are paying attention. It's a great lesson to make mm-hmm. sure you're protecting yourself because you want to make sure you're getting your career started on the right foundation. And for Megan Thee Stallion, she has she has been a tremendous artist so it's sad to see that she's even dealing with these contract issues mm-hmm. but uh, i think it's a great lesson for everyone to realize okay you know what take time to read take time to check what you're doing because your content is only as good as as the people you know around you and if you're going to have a situation like this that could be holding you back it's a shame to have that later bite you in the butt like it did now but mm-hmm. her music is fire Oh. oh, yeah. So oh. let's talk about Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> let's Ooh. talk about Sugar. Now, Sugar was not initially supposed to be released, but she went to court and basically was able to release the project. It's the EP. Now, I got an opportunity to check it out. What was your thoughts when you first heard it? Oh, I love it. I mean, first of all, I feel like her music, something that she always does is brings out that, like, um, for every female, makes you twerk music it's like hype music you know it feels like it fits some some part of you when she's dropping lines of oh about being a savage and i'm like that's me yep mm -hmm. that's me i resonate with that so it's being a savage oh yeah for sure renee's renee's a savage i now i only been you know amongst renee for a few months but i have to drop a bomb to that because she's telling me She's a savage. And I'm like, okay. I'm learning more and more about my co-host episode to episode. You know, it's things yes. about Renee that I don't know. I mean, because we have a workspace. Yes. And okay. she brings out that ratchet side that's not safe for workspace. <laughs> Yeah. And y'all know what I mean. There's certain artists, yeah. I'm going to put her, City Girls, so you, they just bring out yeah. that ratchet side of you that has uh-huh. you really bopping like, mm-hmm, that's me on the low. So basically, <laughs> when you rocking, so I can picture Renee in her car bopping to Megan Thee Stallion like, <laughs> on her some ghetto fire shit. And yeah. I'm not accustomed to seeing <laughs> Renee nah. on that shit. Not huh? everybody gets to see that side. Oh, that's only... <laughs> Just you in a car. Right. That's, that's what about your family? Your family off. don't get a chance. Nah, to see they that do. Side? They do to an oh, extent. Wired, wired, it's wired. like close friends, family. But you have you have to have that. You can't, especially as a professional. I can't be, or I could, I guess, but I choose not to. You know, right? Be one way all the time. Sometimes you gotta switch it up. Put on that mask for work. Take mm-hmm. that mask off when you are away from work. Now speaking of new music, it's a lot of new music that came mm-hmm. out. Now, Mrs. Echo, <laughs> I love her. She's dope, yo. I mean, listen, that girl, she give you a vibe. I'm not saying she's going to blow your ears down or her vocals is like J-Hud or nothing, but when you play her music, it's a vibe. You agree? Like, I really, I really like this project that she dropped. I really do. You know what? First of all, I'm going to take a step back, Janae Aiko, when she was performing with her daughter in that video that went viral. Oh, her yeah. Singing. So, like, to wow. me, that just kind of summarizes what she brings to music. She's kind of got that soft, sultry... Um, I'm trying to think who I can put her I with. I don't know who to compare her like, to. Like, soft, sultry... I mean, uh, let's be honest, Aaliyah was kind of like that. Mm, that's a good comparison. Aaliyah and she does have cool. some, like... Uh, for Janae Aiko, she's got that switch, kind of like Aaliyah did, where yeah. if you really listen to what she's saying, it's like, oh, right. up. 
Yeah. Uh, you you got some stuff going. You know, she a little crazy, a uh-huh. little freaky, a little, little, little sweet. She hides but... with that sweet smile and uh-huh. performing with her daughter. But nah, her music, I mean, it's everything so she drops, to me, it sounds very similar, but it's right. always it's always mm-hmm. consistent. You know what you're going to get. Absolutely. I really like her. I mean, ever since Drake introduced the world to like her, I just been on her since. Like I, I feel like Drake got a good ear for talent, too. Mm-hmm. I gotta give him his props for that. I really do. Speaking of Drake, Drake been dropping a lot of music lately, too. <laughs> Everyone's dropping music, but we expected this. It's been it's been fun to watch. I'm just curious to know who you think. I mean, I haven't heard a song I don't like. Really? But whose music is right now kind of like the best that you've heard, we've heard Jada Kiss, we've heard Megan Thee Stallion, mm. we've heard Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, you know Drake, Little Baby, Little Baby. Mm-hmm. Well. I'm gonna have to say Jada Kiss, and the reason why <laughs> people want to know why. Uh, the reason why I think it's Jada Kiss because Jada Kiss is dropping grown man bars. He's 44 years old, and he's letting you know that you don't gotta conform to a little baby or a little Uzi Vert to be successful because what it looks like Jada Kiss rapping like a little baby or a little Uzi Vert just to appease a youth crowd. No, that's not his crowd. His crowd is OGs like myself, triple OGs. You know, people that grew up during the DMX and the Mace era, people like that. That's who he's appeasing. So when those other fans don't want to bang with Jada Kiss, he like, it's cool, but... Your daddy going to tell you about Jadakiss. Your uncle is going to tell you about Jadakiss. It ain't going to be your little friends in high school. It ain't going to be your little friends in the dorm when y'all eating your little snacks and shit. Your little fruit snacks. No. It's going to be the OGs. The guys that were born in 77, 78, 79, maybe 80, 81, 82, 83. One of them type bulls. But when you start getting to 85 and 88, 89, then we got to switch it up. Because during that time, that's when you get a little wet behind the ears. And things change as far as your listening skills. Just like your teacher told you to listen when it was time for that phonics. Well, get hooked on it because Jada got plenty of it. Wow. <laughs> wow. It. Okay. That's how, we, okay. that's how we doing it. And you know, <laughs> that's how we do it. And you know what? I, I think I need to let these cats know about why Jade is so great. You know another reason why Jade is so great? Because Biggie picked him. Biggie was one of the guys instrumental in the lots getting signed. We already know Diddy was the CEO of Bad Boys, but don't think that Biggie didn't say, yeah, <laughs> you need to sign them brothers. So let, 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 let's let do a B.I.G. real quick. Well, my mom got me a radio for Christmas. She got me a Fat Boys tape. <laughs> fat, fat, fat Boys tape. I let my tape rock to my tape pop Smoking weed and bamboo Sipping on private stock Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack With the hat to match Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard You never thought that hip hop would take it this far Now I'm in the limelight Cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid Blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Mr. Raw D, Brucey B, Big Capri, Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star G. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh.
we do it for big you know what i'm saying do it for hip-hop podcast you feel me make sure you subscribe on google play itunes dj bucks who want follow on soundcloud follow us on spotify got renee hey some divas on the way <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm on fire today i ain't playing you with are. these cats i ain't playing with these cats today now let's talk about lebron james one mm. of your favorite people of all time i think lebron james is changing the faces of mount rushmore as we speak I never seen a guy play at 35 like LeBron James is playing. Ooh. Turn turn around, turn around. Let me get my mic. Yes. <laughs> Look, guys, LeBron James at 35 years old is still playing as if he is in his 20s. He's still playing his best basketball. He's still living his best life. In fact, he's living, in my opinion, everything is really falling in place. We see him, LeBron the dad, LeBron the, the all-star, LeBron possibly the MVP. Yes, I said it. But they played two of the top teams in the league in one weekend, Friday night this past weekend, beat the Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, someone who LeBron is battling for for MVP. LeBron drops a near triple-double. Sunday, he does it again against the Clippers, takes down Kawhi Leonard. And you know what? The King... Put that crown on because he is still king. Put and there's no question on. about it. He defended his throne. The Clippers on. had beaten the Lakers twice this season, almost swept them for the regular season. Nope, not Sunday. LeBron led the Lakers, dropped 37 on Friday, 27, 28 on Sunday. Um, there's no question about it. Regardless who wins MVP, LeBron is still the king. The end. Now you heard her. <laughs> <laughs> You see how she ran that down? She got real ESPN on her ass real quick. Shut it down. Fox News, whatever you want to call it. She went in. That's how she do it. I love when Renee talk like that. Oh, Renee, I got to give you a hand clap, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> and she got real fiery. I did. Yo, you, Renee got real fiery. You can see like a little... Little bit of little bit of sweat. My nose sweats all the time. Oh, that's it does. Thing. Oh, that's a thing. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it yeah. Because you got fiery. Oh, nah, right. but it was partly that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen. We gonna save that conversation for another day. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. We gonna. I wanna know more about that, Renee. <laughs> I wanna know a little bit more about that, Renee. Because <laughs> I know somebody else that do that. I know somebody else that do that, but that's. I'm not even putting them on on my podcast. That's. Mm. I, I can't. Mm, build that okay. information, you know what I'm saying? Okay, then. <laughs> like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. All right, so let me, let me before I get to my whack rapper segment, mm. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I don't want to go ham on y'all, but I do got to talk about y'all whack rappers. But before I get to that, listen, this weather and this coronavirus got me thinking. <laughs> now, it's it's not good, but I do agree with David Banner. David Banner basically said that we're scared, that we don't want to fly. 
We don't want to get on trains. We are really scared about this virus. And look, we definitely got to take precautions. I do, I do agree with that. But I do think that we're slowing down business and things, that opportunities, and the flights are so dirt cheap. Listen, my cousin Timson worked for Amtrak. He sent me a video. It was four passengers on a train. Oh, shoot. Well, I'm sorry. You ain't catching me on a train. <laughs> I Seriously? Just, nope. 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 No public transportation. First of all, I don't even take public transportation. I'm from Jersey. I drive everywhere. But oh, I'm definitely not right. going out of my way to take mm -hmm. public transportation right now because, to me, I'm a very clean person. You know, okay. I just sanitize before we start the show Did and everything. Did you run out of any? Because you know. No, because I, I always have been stocked up. Because unlike most people, I am clean. And what right. I like to, what I, what concerns me about everything with the coronavirus is if you look at the steps to prevent it, these right. are common sense steps. Wash your hands before you eat. Mm -hmm. Put hand sanitizer on. Don't right. touch something dirty, then touch all in your mouth and your eyes and whatever else. That's nasty if you're not doing that. Clean. Right. Clean your, your surfaces. You know, make sure that you're not, um, I don't know, touching things and then right. eating and then whatever else. These are basic cleanliness. But they said hand sanitizer kills it. Like if you come in contact with it and it hits your hand and then instead of you, like a lot of people put, their hands in their face, or nose or mouth. And so once you do that, zoop, boom. It's Let me in. go get my sanitizer, because I'm going to show you something. You going to owe me some? Show you something. Oh, you going to show me some? Oh, okay. Shit, Renee about to show me some real cleaning skills. <laughs> pay the bills. <laughs> she about to pay the bills. Look, with first this. of all, while I get this sanitizer out, let me just say for the record, coronavirus oh. is not new. My, my for real? No, it's not new. It's just but new. But different strain, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, a whatever health scientist or, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> if you look at all sanitizer, the purpose of it is to decrease bacteria on the skin that can cause disease. Mm -hmm. This ain't nothing new. I'm not going to go through and read everything. We ain't all no health oh, and science. Let me, let me get you some sanitizer. Come on, the free hashtag. But the point is, because you're making me nervous, I feel like I had to go get it and put some on. The point is, sanitizer is to kill germs, right. kill, kill bad bacteria. So, right. this again, this is nothing new. This doesn't just pop up. Now, suddenly, you can't buy hand sanitizer in the store because it's sold out because everyone's going crazy. Right. I just think when you, like, when mm -hmm. you cough, Cover your mouth with your elbow, sneeze into a tissue, and throw it away. That's nasty if you're not doing that. Right. That's the problem. So, no, I'm not taking public transportation because people are nasty. Mic drop. All right, but what about <laughs> planes and trains? Mm -mm, that's public transportation. You oh, know so that you when you call, the germs just go out. I said it was, I saw somewhere it was like six feet into the air. So, I could be sitting across the plane. You cough, don't cover your mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there casually, you know, reading my book or whatever, listening to music, listening to some, some Jada Kiss. And then, bam, your germs are all on me. So, no, I'm not taking public transportation. And even I've, I mean, I've been minimizing. So, so basically, you said six feet. So, if someone yeah. coughs, it shit just goes to you. Like yep. just like that. It's just in the air. I mean, it's not going to like magnet, like a magnet come flying straight at me, but mm -hmm. it's just in the air. Yeah. So as soon as you cough, if you're not coughing into something or sneezing into something, your germs are just out in the air and could land on someone, I guess. It's, the point is, these are basic things. Right. And we live in a dirty society where we don't take care of ourselves. 
brush your teeth, wash your hands, shower, shower your whole body. Don't just shower your upper body, shower everything, right. clean your, your house, clean your desk, your foot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Be clean. So right. coronavirus to me is like a, it's someone's making money off of this. That's the, that's the underlying issue. Yeah, well, Let's be shit, honest. They making money. So yep. Sanitizer. Companies, they, Com- mm-hmm. they can't keep it on the shelves. <laughs> no, it's literally sold out. I was in Walmart the other day. It's literally sold out. It's crazy. Oh my god. It's crazy. Wow. But none in my mm-hmm. opinion, this is like a conspiracy theory. Because oh, the yeah. coronavirus isn't like an airborne thing in the sense that it's like you just breathe and you catch it. You know, it's it's, it's something that is basic. A right. base like flu like symptoms. It's a yeah. basic virus. But right. I know someone's making money off this because this the publicity around it is insane. And nothing happens unless there's it's a getting bottom more dollar. Than any other thing. More than a presidential Trump mm-hmm. more than Biden more than mm-hmm. <laughs> more also than also ironic that that's taken over all the all the news we're not hearing anything else about what's what Trump's doing or nothing right. all we're hearing about is coronavirus so tell me more conspiracy theory it's a conspiracy theory really absolutely that's Can my guess oh so what I was about or? to tell you it's not new so we were okay. spraying I was with my mom she was spraying Lysol in the air okay. and we were just reading the bottle I saw I was hoping this one had it on there and it was saying on that Lysol bottle and Lysol is not something you buy regularly we've had that for years oh yeah it I was seen saying on Facebook the Lysol yeah it was yeah. saying like it kills the that. coronavirus right. so this is not, like they act like it's this random virus that came out of nowhere it's been around it's just for some reason spreading more and I've even heard here's another conspiracy theory really quickly yeah, that please. possibly because it the outbreak started quote unquote in China that there was something there that I don't know again I'm no expert this is just what I heard that somehow they were doing something financial to, to for someone to benefit from it right. spread it and it got out of control and then here we are that's a super conspiracy theory don't come attacking me because i said that <laughs> <I> said <laughs> don't and super. don't attack people because people are out there attacking chinese people <laughs> stop fighting chinese people over super the coronavirus <laughs> super conspiracy theory that's some shit right there all right so listen we're going to take a music break sim divas be here shortly we're going to take a small break and also, I want to let everybody know that right now, Reese Bang, a new project is in stores. Well, no, it's on purehustle.com. That's the only way you can stream it. A lot of artists now are putting their music on their website as opposed to putting it on Apple Music and Spotify. So you cutting out the middleman and those streams are coming directly to you. So shout out to Reese Bangham for doing that. I think he's one of the top Philly artists in Philly. He's coming on a podcast very soon. Frank for Stand Up. This is Reese Bangham. Off the intro, check it out. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah. Hey, this shit for the hood, I know if ain't nobody gonna feel me, Frank, for this. It's the shit we see happening every day. Up and down these little blocks. Shit we call home, nigga. You feel me? I need y'all to keep up with me though. Let's go. Youngin' gave up on his hoop dream. Now he on the block, giving out samples, trying to scoop fiends. My dog just came home, right back to a new scene. Last time he was out, we was wearing loose jeans. Youngin' got too many 
years, he just a boy, a new team. All he know is grab a new toy and try to shoot things. I was sipping activists, I don't know about this new lean. If we talking rapping, I got this here in a shoestring. Tied up, they never denied us. Go ahead and talk that beef shit. Get your ass fried up. Send a little freak, bitch. Get your ass lined up. You niggas won't see shit if it passed by us. It's the F, nigga. Pioneer up on my chest, nigga. I ain't nothing like the next, nigga. And when them shooters get the hunting, they won't rest, nigga. So if you ain't moving right, you get left, nigga. Uh. I pray for the ones in the epidemic. These niggas out here doing anything but winning. I guess we just gon' respect anything but women. A nigga got feelings for anything but killing. I've been numb to it. In my hood, if it's a fight, they bringing guns to it. Rockabye, lullaby, this that gun music. I see them going against their morals, and for some ones do it. They gon' hate to see a nigga from the slums do it. I'm just giving them pain. Dance with them other goofies. I'm just giving them game. If a nigga overpay, I ain't giving them change. It's a blessing. I can give them a lane. Break it down, swag. Yeah, come on. A nigga daughter getting older now Conversations and some things I wanna show her now Give her all gems, I'm just trying to keep her focused now Leave my son a game so when I die he can hold it down Never be a hater, it's enough for it to go around We ain't got no rap, but if he touch you then it's going down It's a lot of snakes up in the grass, you gotta mow it down If I get to fucking with them slabs, then I'm going bam South of the border with a thousand quarters I ain't coming back to the trap without a thousand orders They somewhere out in the world walking a mile for water Won't tolerate no disrespect, I'm taking trial and order Fuck it, before I fold, take two tears in a bucket They say I'm bugging, nigga, this how I'm thugging Yeah, this how I'm coming Free O, he did two years in a bucket 30 to 60, got him living like fuck it, I miss my dog R.I.P. Lord J Money, they clip my dog Chest shots, young couldn't even sit in his car Keep it on me, nigga, creep up on me, I'm ripping it off Free my niggas in the jails, playing spades, lifting the bar Know you feeling shit it's that Philly shit The only way to get away is getting filthy rich Hollow tips and the glick, that's how we fill clips. If you told an ain't show, homie, you still a snitch You ran it up and went broke, homie, you still a shit Beast got years and on the wheel to me, still exists Where I'm from, they don't respect you unless you killing shit Trip to the trenches, I can show you how I really get For real Yeah, come on Welcome back to the Door for Hip Hop Podcast. This is your boy DJ Bugsy. I got my guests in the building. My sis from another mother, Sim Diva, and her husband, Mr. Rolex. Hello, yeah. Hello. Finally. <laughs> hey, Sim Diva. Yes. Think about it, though, Sim Diva. You, the last time you came here, you was with Lee Mason, and you bought, at then at that time, he was your boyfriend. My boyfriend, right. But let's go back even further than that. When I interviewed you before that, you told me I had a crush on this guy. And I'm like, oh, well, who is this guy? Like, what what'd he do? What, what's up with him? Yeah. <laughs> and now look at look at this. Look at this. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened. All right, this is this is such a blessing, Sam. Very much. Because so. I knew you since you was like 19. 19, yeah. My first interview, you was 19. And I'm turning 27 in December. I just turned 26. So I'm getting up. How you feel, man? Like, what, what is, like, talk, tell me about your beginnings because I know that you rap. I do know that right. part. But I want to know how does Sim Diva make you feel? Like, when you first met her, 
Like, where did y'all meet? Let's start here. That's a good question. She came into my store. Oh, here it is. She act like. <laughs> Make sure you're talking to Mike, Sam. She act like she was coming to get some shirts printed, but I know she was coming for me. Oh, she, she thinks she's slick. <laughs> Yo, really? <laughs> she thinks she's slick. Wow. <laughs> really? That's how you really feel about it. Well, it that. worked either way. It worked out, though. It worked out. But was you attracted to her from the moment you saw her? Yeah, after she left. Uh huh. We got we got on Instagram. Okay, starts on the gram, the DM, right? I threw a little couple <laughs> professional little stunts at her, and she was throwing her little corny things back. No, and no. My, my corny with her corny, and then we just started clicking after that. So two cornies mixed together. Yeah, that's what's going on here. But okay, he, so y'all ready for my the real story? Yeah, yes, please. please. Now the real story is mm-hmm. going back to okay. Um, when I was when I was 15, mm-hmm. I saw him for the first time because 15? yeah, because my cousin was his best friend and he was murdered when we were kids. Damn. He was murdered by I was police about, officer. I, that's one of my questions. But go ahead. That, yeah, that's so, your cousin. Yeah, mm. Billy. Yeah. So that was my cu- that was my cousin. But we're we're not blood. But my mom and his mm. mom was both uh, both police officers. So okay. they were permanent partners. Okay. So we were sort of like raised together. Like when we did things, we did things together. So um, you know, we were really, really close. It was family, but right. when he was murdered is the first time that I saw him um, at like a repast or something. But okay. when Billy passed, my aunt just kept saying, Do you see Richard, Billy Fern? They look just alike. She was like obsessing with uh Richard. And I was like, you know, but they were like too grown. Like they was in there drinking and all. I said, I'm staying here with the adults because they is too grown for me. <laughs> but that you know, that was the first time I saw him. So right. um after I opened Pink Ice mm-hmm. a couple months after he opened um Rollo Vinyl. Okay. And I was like, um, somebody basically showed it to me, like, yeah, the boy Rich just opened the shop. Right. I'm like, that's my folks, you know, I'm gonna go support yeah, whatever. Support and um, I start going in there. Right. So when I went in there, the awkward part was he did look good, but I didn't know if I wanted to call him my cousin or not. Oh, so yes. that's what yes. yeah, that's where the that mix up awkward. was. Okay. So I'm sorry about that. So that's where the mix up was. But right. um, yeah, so mm-hmm. I was coming in like. Uh, right. I was getting work shirts done a lot. And at that point, you know me, I was Sim Diva out all the time. I was obsessed with my name. So I'm talking about jackets, hats, Sim right. Diva, whatever. Yeah. So I was going in there to be creative. Mm-hmm. Working. And right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to meet my yeah. husband in my line of work. And he was throwing his jabs. And I was the one that was um, mm-hmm. less afraid to be direct. Okay. And I shot him a corny line, and right. I said, "A chance is like a picture you only know you won't know unless you take it." Oh. He took oh. it. So the thing is, we were both corny, <clears throat> but he, I was just more direct with mine. But I was not coming in there to because I liked him. I was working. So y'all can decide right. which story y'all want to believe. <laughs> He's sticking to his story no matter what. <laughs> I know who I side with. Thank you. Thank yep, you. because really? to me that sounds like you, I mean you when you have someone that's close like a family friend, mm-hmm. there is that awkwardness like are they family? Or Could I they, date them? Yeah, right. Could I end up marrying them? Mm-hmm. But I mean also it speaks to the the fact that you did have that foundation of, you know, having common friends, common yeah. family, you yeah. know, growing up together, but nah, Sim Diva. And for I, sure. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. And I always 
I always, I always um, <laughs> watch them because, like, for example, uh-huh. you know, I was doing like my little like um, interviews and things like that. So um, I actually saw Chop Mosley. Mm-hmm. Chop Mosley used to shoot my interviews, but he was also shooting his music videos. Okay. So I would sort of see his stuff scrolling up and down my timeline. Right. But I never decided to follow until Rollo Lionel. Really? Yeah, but I mean, if that's what I was going in there for, clearly I was a direct one. I would have said it, you know. <laughs> True. Thank Especially you. now, it paid off. Exactly. It's not like you went in there being Thank thirsty or something. It's here you are, married, exactly, with a child, living your life, your best life. So that's why you know I yeah. like courage. I like courage. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, what I want to know from both of y'all, and y'all both can answer to this question: What's the definition of healthy love and family structure? Healthy y'all? love and family structure. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be real simple mm-hmm. and real straight to the point. I feel like uh, if God in it, it's healthy. Mm. And if God ain't in it, it's not healthy to me. Now, okay. other people might have the other looks on it, but right. from my experience, God is the glue in all situations. Absolutely. Um, I definitely would say just make sure it's organic. Right. Um, it got to be real to y'all, and everybody's perception of real is going to be different, but it's about it being custom tailored to the two of you. Right. So I could give a whole layout on all of these different things. This is what love is. This, But love to us was sacrifice, understanding, um, a whole lot of compromise because we two strong-minded people. Okay. It was God. Um, it was creating a blended family. Right. It was now, right now, I'm... I'm at a place where I've never been before and, you know, speaking for me and, you know, I'm not financially where I used to be and I always said I would never let a guy take care of me, this, that, and the third, but now you're my husband and now you have to. Right. So now we done hit a whole new peak of love. But I always said that I don't think anybody will ever be able to identify with me on a spiritual level because okay. Nick's religion, a right. spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm. um, if we could share that level of intimacy, sex and all of that, it's, it don't stand a chance. So us <laughs> yeah, spiritually sure. penetrated that that, okay. that that love for me. Right. And I guess that introduces, you know, God and, and everything else that we mentioned. So yeah. I think we, 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 we tied it up to it, it all. The foundation of it is God for sure. Right. And yeah. that's the powerful part. I mean, you have a marriage that is built on your faith, yeah. God, you know, whatever people believe in, whatever yeah. your religious choices are, you know, if you have, if you put him first, now you, it allows you guys to connect on a different level besides yeah. the physical. And now you can emotionally connect. Now you can, you know, balance each other out and work together because you have put God first. Yeah. So that leads me to wondering in this social media age, and you both are very, very, you know, have very strong uh, social wow. media presences mm-hmm. and you have a great following you're trying to grow your following that's part of your business yeah but how do you balance that with also you know keeping each other first and making sure that you're doing right by each other and not getting caught up in you know the the digital persona that a lot of people tend to get caught up in mm. it's so funny that you asked that right because <laughs> we were actually just talking to um one of one of rich's uh friends he's actually a, a really popular youtuber and we were talking about, you know, our YouTube channel starting so on and so forth. And I'm just like, I cannot do the the acting. Like, I, <laughs> I can't do it. Like, right. And he the, he the same type of way because <clears throat> if he's not in the mood, he's not going to pretend. Like, it was even down to, 
I'm gonna go back to your question, but I just gotta give this this example. It was even to the point where he said to me, "We we were we were it was a we was having like a bad week." And I'm like, why are you not working on the power couple stuff for the site and stuff? Like, why are you not working on the, the, the line that we... Mm -hmm. He was like, because I feel like it's fake. Mm -hmm. I can't mm -hmm. work on that if this is not how I really feel. I'm not faking happiness. Right. And at that point, we had to have the conversation that us, regardless of whether we're each other's favorite person at the moment, mm -hmm. this is still who we are. Right. This is still our love. This is still our union. So we still got to press forth and you know, whatever efforts, you know, we say we, we're going to put forth in this. Mm -hmm. um, I actually really, really uh, despise how love is portrayed, um, especially with reality TV. Because mm. mm -hmm. everything is so gimmicky. And I'm like, I never want to fall into that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't want to. But it's hard trying to be so real that you, you you're not um, relatable either. Because at the end of the day, we're still millennials. So right. it's like everything can't be, you know, so serious to the point where millennials can't relate. But at the same time, it can't be so, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm about to talk in circles, but I think I'm going to let my husband pick up on it. Because I might get too deep in this. All right, can you ask the question one more time to refresh me real quick? Well, actually, I'm going to even take it a step further because I was just, I don't know if you guys have heard the show Love is Blind on Netflix mm -hmm. about people that are uh, meeting without, I'm sorry, dating without meeting each other, getting engaged, getting married all within the course of like seven weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's a reality TV show. Yeah. And it's just one of many shows and many social media things that we see where people are portraying this quote unquote love that's it's not real love. It's all for it's all for likes, it's all for right. for show. Yeah. So for you guys in this social media age, when you are putting out this type of content to show what your your love is, your black love, your strong love, you know, um, being entrepreneurs, doing all these things together. How do you continue to build your following without losing yourselves? I think mm. it's the transparency aspect of it all. Um, we had I like y'all TikTok videos, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yo, I was like, man, that, man that's, that's what real. you call. Man, that, because yep. I've been seeing LeBron do it, but I like y'all because I personally know you. No, yeah. I don't know LeBron. So seeing y'all do that, it just was like, look at that. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm actually uh, excited that I found TikTok because I'm like a real. Mm -hmm. Just quiet, boy. I'm real observative. I just watch and I don't do too much. Okay. But that joint bring me out of my shell. So. Mm. Oh you. Oh okay. I like, I like that. that because I know she like that. Mm. So if that can bring me out of my shell, better than I can bring myself out of my shell. That's good to our relationship. So. Yeah. The bonding aspect of it, and like I said, I think right. I think it's the transparency because we're not about to sit here in front like every day we wake up. Oh, googly eyes. No, mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we two strong-minded people. We right. go through things, but again, when God is the glue, we, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we was going back and forth, going back and forth, and it got to the point where he called pastor on me. <laughs> pastor ended up coming to the house, like, yo, yo we, about to have, we about to figure this out now. Right. Three-hour conversation, Three, literally. But it's like, that's why, though, again, keeping God in it, being able to... Mm -hmm. um, have spiritual uh, advisors and things like that to be able to help you to stay standing on your principle, your biblical principles, mm -hmm. and, and the principles that you both are you both have in common. So it's like, aside from who's right, who's wrong, what does your principle say? 
Right. You get what I'm saying? So right. it sort of keeps the keeps the balance there. So again, mm. I think because we say so so true, true to our purpose. So it's like regardless of what's going on, whether like I said, we I, we posted when that happened, mm. whether it's happy moments, whether it's you know our blended family moments, our church moments, whatever it is, we sort of like just document in the real life aspect of everything. And that's 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 who I who I've always been, and that's who he's always been. Mm. And I think that's why it's easy for us to inspire without having to try because it's like right. we're really just putting the camera up to show what's really going on. Now, I'm glad you brought the blended family up because I really want to touch on that. I've been <coughs> experienced that in my life. I want to talk about how that has that been for y'all as a marriage, the blended family, because that's been like a big thing in my life, me personally. Uh, the blended family thing is a beautiful thing. My wife puts great effort to make sure right. everybody feels the equal amount of love. Okay. Uh, right now we going through a little troubles, Okay. but my wife's still holding it down and right. we're still keeping it cool. We're okay. just giving it to God and letting God get the glory out of it. Whatever happens, it's in his will. Absolutely. Um, it's a very sensitive topic, so I'm very, right. um, you know. Um, one thing that I will say as far as the blended family, going into it, I had to make sure that my stepchild never felt like he was being treated like a stepchild. Mm -hmm. okay. um, I grew up and I was a stepchild. And um, mm. at times, my stepdad would get mad at me, at my mom, and it was sort of like he was mad at me as well. Or when he, well, him, well, when they divorced, it was like he divorced me as well. Mm. And at the end of the day, that's still my son's brother. You get what I'm saying? My mm -hmm. biological son's brother. And it's like when you're, when he, when Richard Jr. is in my presence, it's like, you are my bonus child. You are mm -hmm. not step. I don't even like really like the term. I, I, I love the term bonus because right. we sort of keep him reminded that you still have your mom. Right. You get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We, I, I am in no way a replacement to your mother. But when you're here, don't ever feel like you have to be alienated. Like, you right. know, um, of course, he's going to be corrected like my child. He's going to be loved like my child. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to have rules like you're, as if I birthed you. You know, but right. he, he's really receptive to that. Um, I think our relationship is, is really good. It was always been uh, authentic um, going into it. Um, I never came into it like, you know, I have to, it's him and then it's his child. I knew that it was right. a package deal. Like, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. he, he, his child was uh already a big boy when i you know when we made it official so you know i i knew that i had to mature myself in that area too and i had to prepare for who wouldn't be accepting of our relationship and what was going to come, come with, with that, that and what i couldn't allow to defeat that so you <laughs> know that's 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 how that goes <laughs> but like i go. said Right. Um, blended family, we don't we don't really do the whole step where it's, yeah. it's bonus. Yes. Everything's yeah. just it sound, bonus. It sounds yeah, like an, an elevate a child. Yeah, it, you know it really I mean? can. Yeah, it, it really can. So I never want to do that. And so. that's where having that foundation, you know, going back to the spiritual foundation, yeah. it really remind you that you guys are together for a reason you know yeah. you touch on how you were a stepdaughter yeah so you have that experience you've been on the other side of it so now when you come into this relationship you understand what it was like for you as you were getting to know your stepfather and Absolutely. and what you felt and it allows you to really um, make sure that you're aligning your goals and, and your progression as a couple mm -hmm. to include your son and now as you have another son that you guys have yeah, right. um yeah, you know right. bringing all that together yeah. that's a big part of it because you have that foundation and understanding of you know this on the spiritual level and the personal level exactly exactly that's powerful that's, that's yeah. powerful 
All right, so we're going to play a game. His <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start with you, man. Mm-hmm. So what is Sim Diva's favorite shoe brand? Favorite shoe brand? I don't think she has a favorite shoe brand. She don't? Mm-mm. She likes shoes. Well, maybe it's her brand. <laughs> maybe it's her shoe store. <laughs> right, I can say that. Yeah. Okay. All right, what is your wife's weakness? Like something that you feel like she need to work on? Anxiety. Okay. Mm. Mm. Well, anxiety is powerful. Yeah. Oof. Very. Yeah. Very. And what would you say is her biggest fear? Something happened in the hero. Huh? Something happened in the hero. Okay. That's a good one. And what would you say your wife's ideal date night is? Dang, you stole my question. A walk through the town. (laughs) Something so simple. Really? Like she like thoughtful stuff. Like she don't really like. I could buy her anything in the world, but she'd rather me just handcraft something. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just spin it up. Like, do she like you as an artist? Like, like that's why I wanted to ask you too, because I know you dropped a project about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and I, I didn't know because you recently became a deacon, junior deacon, correct? Right. So, are you getting away from music, or you feel like your calling now is strictly being a Christian? No, I'm not getting away from music. I just. Uh had to take some time to get my mind right because okay. it's like a transition. So I got to learn how to do it differently now. Okay. But I'm, I don't think I'm never going to stop dealing with music because I love music. Okay. Okay. I just got to come at a different angle this time. That's but all. to go back, am I, am I supportive of music? Oh, yes, for sure. Okay. You want me to expound? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can expound. Um, he a real straight to the point person. You see, he don't elaborate. I'm the talker. He ain't. He gonna give well, you a direct. I, I already answer. know he not a talker. Yeah. Based on the last time he came, even though we was going give him a freestyle, I still can get the vibe that he's right. not a talker like that. He yeah. needs something right. to bring him out of shell. Yeah. Um, as far as his music, that's actually a really really good question. Um, he dropped the pro- the last project he dropped. I was pissed. I was mm. pissed. Um, mm-hmm. because. When we start dating, I never went back to listen to his old music because I wanted to get away. Because he he made a statement before mm-hmm. that said, if you ever find a lie in my rap, whatever, whatever. Basically, you ain't going to find a lie in my rap. So if I'm listening to your music and you talking about this chick, that chick, what you did in the streets, and I don't, that's not who I want to know. Right. Because I didn't meet that Richard, and I don't want to know that Richard, and I love that Richard because he helped you to become the man for me. Right. But I don't know, boy. I don't want no association (laughs) with boy. Like, you know? And when he put this project out, I just knew that it was something else in him that was ready to come out. Mm -hmm. But I think he was on the tip, like, I still got, I can still do this stuff. Like, you yeah. get what I'm saying? I, right. And um, again, I'm still appreciative that he even put that out and that we even was, that even presented a new conversation because right. in that we had a conversation. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I end up telling him, you know what? I like it. I like it. And then I said, but your next project, this one going to be, this going to be big boy. Like, because the way you going <laughs> to talk right. next time. Right. Is 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 gonna surpass that whole myth. You gonna be talking like you 40, 50 years old because of the experience in life that you had. And now this new music, this stuff that he be working on now, I be looking like, boy, you better go, you better go ahead. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, cause, cause I hear the transition in the music. Like it's right. like it's like I did this and I did. And it's crazy because the old friend just called me last night. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, I really respect your husband because right. when he, with the music that I'm hearing from him now is like, 
everything that y'all doing, I did that already. But this who I am now. I'm presenting myself as a husband, as, as mm-hmm. a leader, as this. And that's what I want the world to know about my husband. Like you right. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want the world to know who I'm in love with. I don't mm-hmm. I don't care if they know that old guy. Like you get what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that's the one them. Who knew right. you then is who knew you then. But this that's... is who I'm in love with. And I want I want the world to know why I'm in love with you. So I, I'm a really big. I'm his number one fan. I'm the uh, captain of the. Uh, As you fan should be. Club. Yeah, should yeah. be. <laughs> well, you go ahead, Renee. All she right. So my questions for you, Samdiva. Mm-hmm. What was you talk about the old Richie? What <laughs> was that defining moment that changed his path to be the man that you love today? Um, I gotta say, it was. I would say when we said our vows at the altar, because I really literally seen like a shift there. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say before then. Because um, any man can buy a house, but not every man can create a home for you. And he Mm. did that for me. And this was my first serious relationship. Mm. And he had already been well experienced in relationships. (laughs) (laughs) And this was the first, first, you know, serious relationship for me. And it was like, Although he wasn't so patient in the beginning, like when we moved in together, he said, you know, I was mad at you because you didn't buy placements. And I was mm-hmm. looking at him like, what, sir? But he was expecting a lot of mature things from me, like going to go buy placements, and right. I didn't even know that that was the expectation. So it was like seeing him go from not understanding me in those ways to now he get it, and now he's patient, and now he's, you know, basically we're maturing with each other. I saw him becoming patient, understanding things that he really didn't care to be before. Patient wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. understanding, <clears throat> yes. Patient, not really. And 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 from the patterns that I saw before, it was when things get hard, on to the next. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, where is he going now? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, where are you going now? You know, I think... I think that was that was where things you know changed for me, and it, it gave me that security. So, and then you know things like us going to the altar, having kids, blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know his spiritual transformation, like all of those other things that inspired me about him. Those things are just in addition to the again, you know, who who I saw him transition mm-hmm. as be- becoming a guy for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna take it a, a little bit farther back, pre-marriage. I'm, a lot of people <laughs> love hearing those like. Uh, cheesy love stories and moments. What was that moment that took your relationship from just dating and lust to, for him to realize, you know, she's the one. Um, we're speaking on. We're speaking for him right now. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna speak for him. Um, he's. We went to the spa castle before, and he bit me, <laughs> and I said, "Why did you just do that?" <laughs> and he was like, "I'll tell you later." And I'm like. All right, like what? Like why did you bite me? <laughs> so that night he texted me and said, "I love you, December," and that was the first "I love you." We had been talking off and on for two years. Oh wow! And that was the first time you said you love. Yeah, me. that was the first "I love you," hey. and it was just like, "Yo, what the heck happened <laughs> at Spa Castle?" But when uh, a couple weeks after that, we was walking through the park. We, we had went to the uh, the art museum. We was just sitting there at night, and I'm like, "So what? You know what changed?" He was like, "God changed you." Mm. And I'm like, he only saying that because he know I'm a church girl. Mm-hmm. He trying, he trying run game. <laughs> but then I was like, no, this is like my discernment ain't picking no game up. Like this is, he really feel like God changed him, and he showed and he showed he he put the proof where where it was. Like you know, wow, yeah, all right, all right, 
biggest his biggest career inspiration as far as a person him. or yes yes uh hove mm, okay jay-z yeah yeah that's your favorite rapper of all time <laughs> yeah okay that was my next question bitch okay <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> well then i'm gonna I'm spin off your question since you stole my other question um <laughs> His ideal date, you know, you guys talk about the balance and your different personalities. Mm-hmm. He talked about your ideal date spot and what you would like. What would be his go-to date if Anything he had to pick? Anything involving relaxation. He loves relaxation. He loves change, change of scenery. Mm-hmm. So anywhere we somewhere in some, like, utopic, yeah. I went mm-hmm. to Puerto Rico. That yeah, was dope. He, he, loves, he loves just change of scenery and just to be able to, to vibe lay back, kick his feet up, some wine mm-hmm. and a vibe. Like that's he ain't gonna talk much still. Mm. But he still just like the relaxation part of it. So you know what's weird is this is like off um on a tangent a little bit, but I literally just had deja vu that we had this conversation. That's really? so bizarre. I just For feel like I had to say that. Really? That was like when you said that relaxation <laughs> change of, of location, I was like, <laughs> Ooh yeah. I've, I've seen this I've seen this before. This is <laughs> yeah, like that's wow deja vu be giving so, me so this is my bumps. final question <laughs> and you know I lost my friend on March 9th 1997 <laughs> um, Brandon rest in peace but I want you to expound sp- on your friend Billy and how that how that made you feel during the time and how you how you feel now right. because now you a changed man and what do you think today uh, he would say about you dang my eyes getting blurry but uh <laughs> That was my uh, mm-hmm. that was my heart for real, for real. Yeah. I was with him almost every day. Right. He had me trying things like dancing with him <laughs> and all that, wearing <laughs> skateboard sneakers. You know, that was a little <laughs> thing oh, yeah. at the time. Right. We was going to parties together. We was doing everything together. And then this and one day, twins. yeah, and we looked at like almost the same height, talked right. the same everything. So one day. It was his birthday, mm-hmm. and he stayed the night at my house. Right. And I had a, a little pistol. I put it. I hid it in my room. Right. He took it the next morning. He took it, and he was like, "All right, I'll be back. Whatever, 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 whatever for his birthday." So he had my he had my pistol. Right. He left. He didn't make it back, and uh, my life ain't never been the same after that. It was like wow, bro. And at that time, it was like, that was like the beginning of me being in the street. So I never really took no losses before yet. So that was right. like, that hit me hard. And then from there, all, a lot of the decisions I made was like from pain. Yeah. So pain me hurting from, other people was all because right. I was hurt. You get what I'm saying? And, but I'm glad that I went through that because it made me the man I am today. Right. I wish he was still here with me to see it. And I know he definitely would be proud. And I know he would be far out of harm's way now. And Billy forever. No doubt, man. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. Well, Sim Diva, I appreciate you coming back on the podcast. No I appreciate mm-hmm. you, bro. I wish no y'all nothing but the best. And I and honestly, 
I, I don't see nothing but the best, seriously. You and so your growth is on another level. You're such an inspiration to young women. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you being my sis. And, bro, I know you're going to take care of her. You know, like, I wouldn't, I, I can't see nobody else with you. Like, seriously. Like, I'm, <laughs> you like other, the interview like, that just, you said, well, the, the day when I said something about my crush, you you was like, the type of nigga you going to have to have, sis, he going to have to be blah, blah. And I went back and watched it. You literally described him. Oh, but wow. this remember, this was before you go back and watch the video. This oh, yeah, was, yeah, I'm going to send you the clip. Right. Before you even knew who he was. So it had to be that. And by the way, next time I come back, I'm going to definitely be branded different. Ain't no more Sim Divas. She, that's retiring. Oh, Miss uh-huh. McCoy. Miss McCoy coming Mr. back. Okay. So I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> I, I, I get a little, I still got right. the remnants of Sim Diva lingering around, but yeah. I'm, I'm grown now. So, yeah. you know, she's about to retire her. I know that's right. Yeah. Well, God right. is good. And again, I appreciate y'all coming through. No Thank problem. you so much. Thank you. Man. No doubt. Consider that she just keep applying the pressure into a nigga crack. Crack German engineering, she pulling up. Time to get out of here. We did the hood enough. As if a nigga ain't hood enough. Nah, baby, 99 ain't good enough. What's up? You ain't gotta lie, just to ride being real. You should try to just keep it one. Real talk. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one. Now don't ask for much, so if I dap you up, just please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta keep it real as the song is. Friends turn into brothers when they've been with you the longest. I know I ain't the brightest, I ain't saying you the wrongest. But the maintenance man already told us that they was on us. Thought I had a buyer for the peas, they ain't like those. Left them in your room, then you try to catch a flight, yo. Deep down in your heart, you 
know that wasn't right, bro. They fuck around and ran up in the crib, same night, yo. Six pounds of haze in your closet is what they see in there. 48K in my closet, I wasn't even there. Work wasn't mine, but the money sure was. And what I should've knew is that it wasn't all love. You bailed out and told me you was gonna give the bread back. Your man was right there, he could tell you you said that. Had to separate, I can't do the pretend shit. The charges got thrown out and so did the friendship. Just keep it one Word. You ain't gotta Word. lie, just Word. to ride being real You should try to just keep it one with me Should never be hard to be real When you keep it one with me You ain't gotta lie, just to ride Just keep it one with me Should never be hard to be real When you keep it one with me You ain't gotta lie, just to ride being real You should try to just keep it one with me should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me. You ain't gotta lie, just to ride, just keep it one with me. Yeah. Should never be hard to be real when you keep it one with me. Welcome back to Do Over Hip Hop Podcast. I got my second guest. She is my sis. She was on episode 23, Celebrity Chef, the one and only Kia Denise. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Listen, Kia, listen, you have evolved. (laughs) (laughs) Kia. It's not even funny. Kia. You have been there for every transition. It's not even funny. Kia. Listen, Kia, I don't even need my laptop. Look, Kia. Listen, Kia, <laughs> you started out, remember you started out at community talking about Bugsy. I'm going to take some classes. I'm going to learn how to cook, cook. <laughs> and like, now, look, I got my, well, now, what is this, Kia? Let me know what this is. Parmesan. What's it called? Chicken Parmesan. So I like to do, like, my favorite thing to do is Italian food. Pull a bite like to, to you, son. Um, my little flair of soul food on there. So I fry my chicken. Mm. Like chicken parmesan is usually like bread it and bake it. Nah, I, I deep fry that joint. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I don't need no fork. I'm going to just you do just I'm going to get okay. ghetto Oh, wow. Fries. Okay, you ain't sharing. Coronavirus. Oh. <laughs> no. We were just talking about no this. No coronavirus. You... I already got that. We good. No, we good. Okay. <laughs> At least take a bite. It's good. You... Guys, he just whole-handed. In my house, we don't not, touch I'm the food like that. Side, but I'm on the other side. I wanted some of this. <laughs> she like, I want the Get cheese. Get the cheese. I want some of that cheese. <laughs> oh. Hold on. I'm going to need this recipe. And I'm going to need to participate in some of these cooking classes. Oh, yeah. Right, I'm trying good. to cook like you. Yeah, I don't want to be chewing in a mic. I know it's kind of weird. Yes, because all I hear mm. is smacking. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like how people feel when they go in the breakfast club and they tell them to take the gum out. Mm. That don't be real. Because <laughs> people really do be snacking way too Yo. hard. Loud, loud. Popping. Yo. High quality microphone. So, Kia, now, you got the Kia Denise experience coming. I sure do. May Tell 23rd. The date. Now, these tickets, I'm like, she's trying to get a bag for real. Oh, to the bag. It's going. It's not even because. Yeah, tell me about these prices, Kia. So, the tickets is 100 <laughs> per person, right? And this is pre-sale. Mm. After pre-sale, the tickets will be 150 and hear me out. Oh, yeah, please. Okay. Tell the people. I'm not giving you no regular location. You feel me? Like, 
I am literally looking. Right. That's why I told Bugsy, I haven't even found a location yet because I am literally searching for the best mm-hmm. location, whether it be Philadelphia or Jersey. I'm literally like, I've been to venues. I'm like, nope, no, that's not it. No. Really? Is You're it like, the kitchen? What? It's not what even it? just the kitchen. I'm, it's the feel that I'm going for. Like, okay. I always tell people, like, um, I got a heavy background in art, so I'm an artist at what I do. Okay. So, and that's if why I, your presentations be you so feel me? late. Right. right. When, when you I go to in, her page, blah. <laughs> I'm walking into these places, and you know how when you feel something, it's like, ah, oh, this is it. You feel right. me? Yeah. I haven't felt that yet, and I'm not about to give y'all no half-ass event. So when I'm telling y'all, like, the tickets is 100 per person, but you also realize I'm bringing a Philadelphia artist in. I'm bringing a, oh. live, I'm bringing a live band in. Mm. Okay, me? so now I I'm understand bringing, I'm the bringing two DJs. We're going to have three bars that I'm bringing in myself because the place doesn't provide bar. It's open bar all night. You're getting oh. a five-course meal in cocktail hour, past hors d'oeuvres. Like, <laughs> you don't get that when you go to, what's that steakhouse downtown? Whatever that steakhouse is. Oh, oh, you talking about the place that everybody be popping. Everybody go to. You get um, a steak in that little bubbly drink. Oh, my God, drink. what the fuck is it? It's on, right on Chestnut. What is it called? Young y'all? Chris and them go there, Beanie. Like, they always talk about. Whatever I, I, that, I, don't, I, don't, I, think, I don't even think it's Their like food that. is regular. Know. It's not But rude. you go there, you get a filet, and you get that little bubbly drink that they do. Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's. Mm. And your check is 150 Yep. Yep. I had my friend. She was like, yo, we just went out. She mm-hmm. helped me with the event. She was like, you need to raise your ticket price. I'm like, why? She's like, because I just went out. I had salmon, and my boyfriend had steak. We didn't have no drinks, and our bill came up to 220 So, like, you feel me? You're right. getting way more than just food. Yeah. Like, I'm really providing you with this experience, and that's why I named it the Keith the Denise experience. experience. You feel me? Right. Like, my classes, my cooking classes alone is an experience in itself because you're not just cooking. We got trap music on. We drinking. We partying. We vibing. Like it's an experience. So Speaking that's of, why. Uh, drinking. Sup? What? Where is it? Like say. <laughs> yeah, where's my wine, kid? Maybe Wait. next time. <sighs> Fine. I yeah, because I was you charge of the food. Nah, no, bugs, this, nah, I got a screenshot that text because nah, you said I was in charge of the food. Mm. I did my job. All I know is the drinks aren't here, so someone. I did my job, bugs. <laughs> I did my job. All right, but all right. You know what? <laughs> I think you were supposed to bring the glasses at least. Remember those big glasses you kept I talking drink about? I drink it right now. I will Water? Drink out of a bottle. <laughs> but we don't have to drink. Stop wow. playing. And see, you were and saying she was bringing everything. Keep playing. <laughs> you know I done scouted this. <laughs> Yo, you a trick. All right, so kid, let's go a little bit back. So what? Because I know you was taking classes, and then all of a sudden. I just started seeing all this food on your page, and I'm like, what? So said, what made you take the leap to be a chef, and also you dropped a book? Right, yeah, my cookbook. So them classes yeah. wasn't doing it for me. It's one thing about people that are self-taught. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't taught yourself pretty much everything. Right. So I'm paying for my own tuition, you know, right. no scholarship, nothing. I'm sitting in these classes like, man, 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 man. <laughs> Fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh, that's what you did. I, they weren't teaching me nothing. Everything that they were teaching me was pretty much everything that I already knew. Right. Minus insurance. And that shit was beyond me. I'm like, I just pay for insurance. What do I really need to know about it? Like, right. That mm-hmm. was the only thing. And I'm, I'm a person that's like, if I don't feel like I'm really learning from anything, I'm out. Bruh, I dropped out of college twice. That's and, how I and am. you quit your nine to five, and then and you're a full entrepreneur. If I feel like I'm not learning or I'm not growing, I'm gone. Like I'm not about to sit I there agree. and waste 
keep wasting my time. My first time I went to college, I was going for psychology because my mom kept pushing, be a doctor, be a doctor, be a doctor. At this point, I'm thinking she's paying for it. Right. I get accepted into this banging-ass private school out Chestnut Hill. She's like, oh, I ain't got nothing saved up for you. So I'm paying for my own <laughs> tuition, right? right? I'm paying for my own tuition. I'm a right. hustler at the end of the day. I was working full-time and going to college full-time. Mm. Damn. Right? Yeah. I started working. I had so many credits in high school that I was leaving my high school at 10 o'clock in the morning to go work at King of Prussia full time. So when I got to college, I already had all this money saved up. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pay for college myself, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I got to my psych course, which was my major, they were teaching me everything that I already learned in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not paying for that. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Life when is I too dropped short out, for that. I told my mom, she was like, you dropped out? I said, are you paying for it? She was like, touche. <laughs> Okay. I dropped out. I started working um, my full-time job or whatever. Yeah. And it was a receptionist. And right. don't get me wrong. Like, I, I learned a lot from my job. I was working at this retirement home with mm-hmm. very rich people. Okay. Cultured the hell out of me. Talking about, I'm like, what are herb devants? What is, <laughs> what is filet mignon? What is Erica Vert? And I'm like, what the but I done learned so much from them, and right. I can honestly thank my old job because they cultured me to the point where I can now go to these bougie-ass restaurants and be mm-hmm. looking at the menu like, oh, I have this. They be like, do you have any questions about the menu? No. I know what the fuck I I'm know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cultured. <laughs> I am cultured. Thank you. So I can say, yeah. you know, I, I, I took something away. <laughs> I took something away from that, yeah, but I does, honestly... Yeah. I feel like if I'm not learning or growing, it's, it's right. I gotta go. That's in mm-hmm. any aspect of my life with anything, anybody, friendships, mm-hmm. all of that. I agree. Life is too short to be wasting time Way or money mm-hmm. on things that are helping you grow. Especially my money, child. Yes. I don't like wasting money. Mm-mm. Now, let me ask you this, because this is a big thing in the black community where blacks suffer from diabetes, high blood pressure, cancer, different things that sometimes food is the reason for that. What is your thoughts on eating organic, um, eating plant-based, and making your food as a chef be healthier? So I really can't speak on behalf of plant-based, but what I do with my recipes, Mm -hmm. like like what I did with this recipe is I fried it, but I fried it in extra virgin olive oil, which is less fattier than vegetable oil and a lot better for your health. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what I did, I bought is organic pasta, and I made the tomato sauce myself as opposed to the canned or the jar. So I can tell you, like, I do take recipes that may be unhealthy, and I kind of put my touch of healthy on it because I have two little babies, so I'm not trying to feed them bull crap right. constantly. You feel me? So what I'm doing is mm-hmm. I'm take. First of all, I don't follow a recipe. That's what I don't do. That's why I can't bake. Right, right. So I can literally look at something and be like, all right, bet, I'm going to do this to this. And I put my own touch on it. You know, so I, my family, we don't have that problem, like the health problem or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I see people that are affected by it. Right. So I try to avoid it, like, by any means necessary. Don't get me wrong. We still do pizza on Fridays because mommy's not cooking on a Friday. That's, (laughs) like, law right there. But throughout the week, you know, like, I puree vegetables and put it in my kids' foods. My kids don't eat vegetables. So I'll puree it and, like, put it in, like, their macaroni and cheese. Like, I'll puree, like, squash or something. They don't even know that they're eating it. (coughs) But, you know. But I feel like you have to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our community struggles so bad with diabetes. It's, like, not Mm -hmm. even funny. Just last week, I heard somebody, um, someone I know, his brother had to get his 
two both of his toes cut Oof. off. Mm. My brother found out he had type 1 diabetes. I'm 31. I think he found out when he was like 34. Damn. He had type 1 diabetes. Mm. Was in the hospital for weeks. Still eating cake and all this <coughs> bull crap. Shit, you right. know what I mean? It's yeah. horrible. So I be looking at that like I'm good on that. Like, you know, I try to like put my own touch on it. Like instead of sugar, I use, you know, blue agave or like brown sugar. I don't use the white sugar, you know. Okay. I try and use like whole grain rice and, you know. Okay. I don't, I'm not the healthiest eater, but I do take like those little measurements to to try to make sure like I'm trying to implement a little bit of healthy into my life. Do you ever have people wanting to just strictly make food like vegan type food? Like oh, I get vegan requests a lot. I did okay. a vegan party one, one time before. My thing is like, I don't turn down nothing. Right. I don't turn down nothing. They can be like, can you serve me air for this party? I'm gonna give y'all the best tasting air <laughs> that y'all ever asked for, okay? Yes. I don't, I, one, one, I love a challenge. Like right. I love that. It just get me like going. Get you like, fired all right, up. Man, you wanna, all right, you wanna challenge me? Bet. You know, right. I'm the kind of person that get bored making the same thing over and over and over again. Okay. So when people come to me and they want a vegan, I've done vegan cooking classes, you know, or I've had a select number of people in a cooking class that were vegan. So I had to customize the menu, but it just gets my wheels <coughs> turning, you know, my mm -hmm. creative juices flowing. Yeah. And that's something that even mm -hmm. this past week I was listening to the D.L. Hughley show when they were talking about how in the black community is looked down upon if you want to eat healthy right. <clears throat> right. because we we grew up, you know, and we ate whatever we had. Oh, yeah. If My you look back. Yes. Right. Yes. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But what do you teach as like some or what would you say are some simple ways to make you talk about? the different types of pa pasta or sugars, you know, to be healthier without having to make a, a dramatic change to your lifestyle. Right. I mean, it's nothing drastic. I also try to, like, um, keep my ratio intact. So, like, in the morning, I'll mm -hmm. do, like, a boiled egg, turkey bacon, and a shake. My lunch, if I have a heavy lunch, I'll have a light dinner. If I have oh, a light lunch, okay. I'll mm -hmm. have a heavy dinner. Okay. You know, so, like Rotation. I said, it's okay. nothing that I'm really changing, but I'm just trying to do everything in moderation, so... If you just want to, like, do the small steps, like, you know, maybe, like, do the fresh salmon as a frozen, as right. opposed up to the frozen, or, you know, like, mm -hmm. puree your own tomatoes as opposed to the jar, you know, so then it's way that you really keep in count of, like, your calories and your intake of whatever, you know, just mm -hmm. be a little bit more mindful of, like, right. what you put in, into your mm -hmm. body, that's all. Butter. I don't use butter. Nobody oh, you don't? Needs. Yes. I don't use butter. I uh. use um, solidified vegetable oil. Oh, okay. On everything. Butter. Not even on everything. Just for the recipes that call for butter. But with a lot of my recipes, I strictly only use olive oil or extra virgin. I have heard that. Okay. Yeah. I don't do it, but I have heard that. Right, yeah. like, <laughs> like, I'll put like butter in like my mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. But as far as my vegetables, I only saute my vegetables in extra virgin olive oil. Hmm. And extra virgin olive oil is the lightest oil. Like, you can literally just put that on a salad and eat it as is. That's how light it is. That's why I like using it. Dang. <laughs> and I learned all of this watching TV. Right, <laughs> right. The Food Network? Food Network. Wow. <laughs> I learned all of this watching TV. Swear. People be looking at me like, what? I had to do a demonstration at a health fair. And I'm literally, I'm right. doing this recipe. I had did, um, I did a, a white cod in his white wine butter sauce or whatever. And mm -hmm. I'm literally, and they're like, well, it's butter in there. I'm like, but it's not real butter. they like, what? I'm like, uh-huh, see? <laughs> and I'm telling them all right. these facts. And I'm like, yo, you actually know a lot. Like, right. 
And they're like, so what school did you go to? I'm like, Food Network TV. I don't know. What <laughs> 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 I ain't go to school for it. I just watch TV. Like, I'm yeah. a visual learner. So right, yeah. Mm. I learned all of that from there. It was amazing. <laughs> I yeah, love telling incredible. my story. It's that giving you them incredible. bags. Somebody was like, you're yeah. not embarrassed to tell people you didn't go to school for being a chef? Absolutely no. not. No. no. Look Your food tastes amazing. Right. So what's the problem? It. I love telling people I ain't go to school for this. Love it. Especially students that are like right. having a hard time in college and everything. And it's hard because when I go to schools, I'd be like, man, fuck school. But mm. I don't be like telling them that because I right. want to give them that message. But when I get to college, I'd be like, listen, y'all ain't got to pay for this bullshit. You do know, like, there's other options. Like, yes. right. you do not have to go to college to be successful. That's and that's true. what I tell my sons. You do not have to go to college. I will not be upset. But, but what you're going to do is right. you're going to pick up a hustle. <laughs> Yes, yes. Right. What you going to do? Don't mommy go to got school, one. but you got to do some shit. Right. Mommy got a couple. Mm-hmm. Right. I got properties. I got, you know. Right, yeah. You got to have multiple streams of income. You have to. Absolutely. College is only taking your money and not giving you shit. It's like, I feel, at the end of the day, I feel like college is pretty mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. a system to keep us in that yeah. fucking cycle. And like, in debt. In debt mm-hmm. forever. When I paid off my student loan, I swear to God, Sally May called me like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> We've real? never had someone pay off their loan in such a short notice. <laughs> How did you do it? I'm on the phone like, bitch, I paid y'all off. Leave me alone. <laughs> don't call me no more. <laughs> don't call I'm me done no with you. more. I'm, right. I don't need to see the 888 number up on mm. my phone. They were, I was like, yeah, this shit is rigged. The system is rigged. Like, mm-hmm. So that's what I tell my sons. Like, you do not have to go to college to be successful. I know plenty of people. I got my job and my old job. Mm-hmm. They told me they interviewed 20 people that had a degree on it because it was mandatory to have a degree. Right. <clears throat> but me being me, I'm like, fuck it. I'm still going to go for the job. Right. I got no degree. I got the job because you I had experience. You killed the interview, though, too, probably. I mean, the interview, too. But she still sat there and told me. She said, listen. We interviewed over 20 college people. Not none of them had experience mm-hmm. because they literally just got out of school. She said, as opposed to you, <coughs> you actually worked in the field and you have the experience. You just don't have the degree, but we're still going to hire you. And that's, that's something that I know even as a reporter, you know, across all fields, but right. when you look at those entry-level jobs, they're looking for three to five years experience. experience. How the heck are you going to have How three to five years experience, experience when you've been level. in college for four? And it's entry <laughs> And level. it's entry-level. How? Yes. How? It's rigged. I but you can get rigged. experience <laughs> as you talk rigged. about I other swear. ways. Yo, as I get older, I'd be like, everything's a conspiracy. <laughs> we were talking about we that earlier. We talking God. about that. The coronavirus being a conspiracy theory. Bro, so now Trump want to sign a, what, $8.9 billion mm. so he can look like the fucking hero? Mm. Stop conspiracy. It. So I saw that shit like <laughs> swipe away. I swear, God, like everything's a conspiracy. I swear, I, I think Kobe Bryant's death is a conspiracy too. Bro, don't get me started oh. on that. Don't get me started on that. Why you think it? Which conspiracy though? I've heard a few. It's a few. Yes, well, there's multiple. What's yours? Well, I just feel like none of it makes sense. First of all, the helicopter guy was was a 20 year vet. The guy circled around for 12 minutes and smoked when your ass could have just went straight the fuck up. And you knew where you were. <laughs> like, Y'all familiar what? with that area? How? How? Familiar with the like, area. how do you circle you for that long? That low. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And then some makes me feel like it was hit by a drone. Like the helicopter was hit Man. by a drone because the physics of the way that helicopter went down is not normal. That's not mm. normal for the speed of it went down. No. Listen, no. let me get mm. deeper to you. Get deeper. Last that I heard was Kobe was and he was having like a 
a battle with the the world's um, biggest pharmaceutical. Yes, that, that too. Mm -hmm. that Over too. The, the Mamba name or whatever. Yep, you that can't too. tell me. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me. And the only reason why I believe that this was a conspiracy is because look at how they did Bill Cosby. They booked my man, yeah. right? Right. He was running over the deal. His house is sitting on one of the largest lands with oil. They're trying to bring oil out of his his, his house. Right. He wouldn't sell it. Right. And also, so he was trying to buy. And he was trying to buy. Yeah, NBC, NBC wasn't NBC. it? NBC. Yeah. They there do, were multiple they got deals. Him out of there. Yeah. Watching a couple of years, they're gonna be fucking getting oil out of his house. Watch. It's crazy. <sighs> Everything is a conspiracy. But you know what? Even around around yeah. no, everything is a conspiracy. We talked about that before. Yeah, we did. Around all oh, these don't be Aaliyah, nine eleven. Like we could have a we could have a Yo, whole Meek other segment on this. Meek said, I'm not Dr. King, y'all not coming don't for me. Don't come for me. <laughs> yeah. Come for Bugsy. I, yeah. <laughs> all right, so I got a couple you. more questions, Kia. What keeps you um kind of like reinsured as a businesswoman that you will not go back to your nine to five? Mm. Boy, I'd be lying if I said I was sure of that. It'd really be some days where I'm like, I'm going back to my fucking nine to five. Really? Okay. You got to remember, I was somebody who was shopping every day. Mm. I didn't have shoes from the floor to the ceiling. Like, yeah, you, your gram changed. Bro. Remember how it used to be? Where bro. It perfectly flawless? I'm in here wearing <laughs> sneakers, okay? Oh, yeah, I didn't even shoes. put an eyebrow on today. <laughs> All right, not even one. Okay, look, not one. All right, no. Okay, what? so this change was like you don't really drastic for me. And what really gets me is the ups and downs. Like one day I am up, like, and I'm talking financially. The next day I'm looking at my bank account, like, well, where the fuck did my money go? Mm, I feel this on a personal. And now level. I don't have this. I don't have. I no longer have this sure income coming in. Right. All my income is literally coming from me. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be sitting here, like, just the other day, I'm like, bet, I'm up. I got my Pico bill. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? She got a Pico bill. Yo, like, that Pico bill fuck? humbled me so fast. <laughs> I'm calling my tenants like, man, I'm raising y'all up. Right? Electric bill money. I'm upping it. It's like create the ups and downs, and everybody mm -hmm. be like, "Man, the ups and downs that happen within the first five years, it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, you're gonna be good." It's like, oh, some days I be like, "I don't think I'm built for this." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to go buy my Louis bag. God damn it, I work hard. Right. It's crazy, cause like I be like, "Okay, I'm up," but that at the money, the, the money's not mine at the end of the day. Like, I have to pay my staff and everything, mm -hmm. bro. My staff. <laughs> Is stacking more money than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be mad as shit payday sending them their cash apps like. They be like, thank yeah. you. Like, thank you, thumbs up and shit. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I whatever. swear, it's hard. Like, it's like, I feel like at the end of the day, it's, mm -hmm. it's worth it, but you really just gotta buckle down. Right. And at the end of the day, you also have to know, like, all right, I got this shit. Mm -hmm. I won't lie. Some days I'm like, bet, I'm good. Even mm -hmm. on my brokest days, I'm like, I got this shit. I'm going to get this money back. I always know I'm going to get it back. But right. it's still like in the back what of my you, head. Like, you got two little babies. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, you yes. got to you gotta be good. 
because yeah. they got to be good. good. You know, yeah. it might hit different if I was just yourself. It's just yeah. myself. Yeah. You know, right. I'd be okay. Right. I got these two babies. My son is in the best fucking private school in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Nick, I got tuition to pay. Right. They don't care if my my month is slow. It's it's nuts. You just really you really gotta like believe in yourself like to the highest level. That highest that is level. the toughest part is the fact that. Bills don't care, you nope. know, like even even as they're talking about everything around the coronavirus and possibly shutting things down. I'm like, dang, Yo, what about listen. <laughs> will the bill stop? Listen. Is someone going to stop my, my PSCG bill? Or this sent out a notice and thing? Mm-hmm. talking about some they might close school. Mind you, he gets two weeks off in March for spring break. He's in kindergarten. Why does he get two weeks off? So they're trying to shut the school down a week prior to his already two mm. vacation. I just paid fifteen hundred. I want my money back. Yeah, right. It's no way. I'm not paying for. I'm y'all not billing me for that month. Exactly. I want my money back. Right. It's nuts. Well, Kia, I appreciate you coming on. Before we go, I just want you to tell me your feelings on Big twenty three years later. <laughs> yeah. So it's wild because I wasn't even into rap like that. Right. I think I told you this. Like, I wasn't even allowed to listen to rap. So, um, I probably know, like, two Biggie songs. Damn. <laughs> Might be lying. Probably oh. one. I was watching but Spice Girls. But you see Girls his impact 23 years later. Oh, I was watching. But what was oh, crazy was, Spice Girls, mm-hmm. yes. even though I wasn't even into him heavy, I still felt that shit. Like, mm-hmm. he was way too young. Right. Absolutely. Way too young. It just, like, ugh, some things with me, like, I'm human and... Right, it just rubbed you know, me. Yeah. When I saw that, I said, damn, this shit was 23 years ago? First of all, I'm sorry. I was like, 23 years? Damn, I'm old as shit. How old am I? 31? Damn, we've been going for 23 years and I remember this? I witnessed mm-hmm. that. Right. It was, it's sad. That whole thing with him, Tupac, all that whole thing was just Everything's like. awful. It wasn't even, it just wasn't, it shouldn't have gotten to where that it got, got to. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, as I get older and, like, as I'm actually watching the movies and stuff now, the, I'm like... The documentary. It's not... It doesn't even make sense. Like, it wasn't worth it. This was over? Right. And now, as as an adult, because I know I had this moment, when you get to your 20s, I'm 27, 20s, 30s, it's like, dang, 24 is so young. So young. You're a baby. And this is what you lost your life over? So young. Like, you could have had... I mean, there are people out here battling cancer, car accidents happen, whatever. Mm. But this happened. It's something that could have been prevented. prevented. So small. Uh, 24. Mm, you're a baby. You're a baby. I don't feel like I was an adult until I was 25. Right. And that's mm-hmm. because I got pregnant with my first son, so I had to. Right. When right. you're that young, like... It's so much milk left. on your tongue. Like, right. Thanks. And over something so small. Yeah. Uh, it was, ugh. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, I appreciate you, Kia, as always. Um, this you. is your boy, DJ Bugsy, Do It For Hip Hop Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, DJ Bugsy215 on SoundCloud. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Do It For Hip Hop Pod. Any indie artists that want to get exposure, hit me up, doitforhiphoppod at gmail.com, send your music. Please don't DM me no music because I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> and that's just the he bottom bougie. line. <laughs> Let them know. Rest in peace to the one and only, the iconic, the legendary, the first, the greatest, notorious B.I.G. You know, I was coming from down south, out of Miami. And Big, you know, the wordplay. He repped for the streets, but he did it with class. 
fly fat dude. You know I try to rap. But you know that's a lot of the motivation. That's a lot of the inspiration. He just rap for hip hop. He made everybody feel a part of his records. Had some Creole that I met on tour, Pusha Peach. Told me meet it in the future later. Alligator, future gator, you know what I mean? R.I.P., there'll never be another B.I.G. It's Ricky Rose, New York City. Spark one for the notorious B.I.G. You gotta drop that who shot you. It's my favorite. Huh? Huh? <laughs>